this is As Told by Sherelle, and this is your podcast for self-discovery and inspiration through storytelling. Each week, you will hear a new guest and hopefully walk away with something that helps enlighten your journey. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining me, and remember, stop chasing tiaras and be the crown. If your fashion is struggling to find a voice, then Upstairs on 7th should be your next destination. It's one of the few places where beauty serves intellectual conversation. So, Ricky and Katie, you grew up in fashion, right? Uh, but did you ever consider anything else? Oh, the truth is, I've always been interested in business. And, okay. you know, this is a business. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it, it's just a matter of what the product you're selling. True. Do you know what I mean? So then how do you tap into, because when I think business, I automatically think someone who's very, like, logical, left brain. How do you feel like you get that creativity side of you out in your business? I mean, granted, this is fashion, well, but... Yeah as a business owner, do you really feel like you get a chance to tap into that creativity? Yeah, yeah, because when you go to New York, you're buying. Right. So that's all you're doing. That's the creative part of it. Mm-hmm. And Katie's awesome at doing all of the mannequins and all the displays. I mean, she's much more creative than me. Mm-hmm. She does all of our stationery. What else do you do? Like, you do a lot of creative things here. I mean, I just love beauty, so I always stu- I mean, I studied art history in college, mm-hmm. but I never thought I'd be an art historian because I was already working retail by the time I went to college. Right. Um, and I figured, like, I don't have to go to school for retail because my family, my mom's a retailer, my grandfather was a retailer. Like, you don't have we to were go learn something that you're long line of retail. How to do. Like, I never felt like, oh, you should pay to go to school to learn how to do that. I was already doing, doing it. it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I like the, I mean, I love going to see what designers have thought of, like how they evolve or like what inspired them and then kind of piecing it all together from there. I mean, I think we both love like seeing the first five minutes of seeing someone's collection is really fun. Yeah. Because you're kind of like oh, in their brain for yeah. like what their brain was thinking for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 minutes later, <laughs> you're like, okay, like, uh, crap, now we have to pick this. How boring is this? pick all of it out. Yeah. Right. And then it becomes technical. Then it's not as much fun because it's like... What are you thinking about in like the buying sizes, part? Sizes. Okay. Um, how much it how costs. Much it costs how much it will retail right. for. Right. Um, can we sell yeah. it? Do we love it? So like all the, the excitement of that like first five to 10 minutes and how beautiful and you're like really excited then becomes pretty technical fast and Mm -hmm. then it's not as exciting because i mean i guess as far as it being a puzzle it's kind of exciting to like figure out how we're gonna piece it all together so that it all works together in some way or if there's like a color that's kind of a couple colors that are trailing through for the season or if we get excited about like something no one else has ever done like yeah like all the European designers, you know, maybe 18 months ago, were showing these, like, really big lots of pants, which are super exciting and inspiring, but, like, for our customer, won't work, so, like, trying to figure out what the answer to a trend is, because nothing here is really all that. I mean, all of that's really interesting, but I think people have a pretty romantic notion of, like, 
what that's all like. Yeah, because we not go, very we go <laughs> for five days, and at right. the end of the first day, I'm well, like, can we go home oh my now? God, I have yeah. four more days of this? Yeah. And really? Because in between seeing stuff we like, we see 99% of what we see, mm-hmm. we, we don't hate. Like. But and we still have to look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you got to look at it, especially if it's a vendor we've carried forever. Oh, yeah, Once true. in a while. So I we mean, have a lot of, like, you just We've see... dropped people and then picked them up again because mm-hmm. right. they could have a bad so season. Right. We can't afford to have a bad season. True. You know? True. I mean. And it's hard. I mean, there are some seasons where you go and you're, so there's some seasons where you, I think, where you go and you're like, Oh my gosh! I wish we could spend twice as much as we have. Yeah, because right. we love everything. Everything. Right. And then you go some seasons. You're like, oh my god, my god how, how are we, we going to spend all enough? Because we <laughs> right. don't like anything. Because it's so right. ugly. Or right. you go and like one designer has a great season, and every other designer is terrible. But you can't like make Carry the whole store one. out of one. Yeah, true. true. <clears throat> and I've only been buying with my mom for two and a half years, and I've already had that happen. Like where I've walked in. There's one season in particular where I'm thinking, like, I wish I could have bought so much that I couldn't buy because you just have a budget. And then I have one season in mind where I was like, oh, whoa, we're in trouble. Like, this is not going to be so easy to piece together. And we also, like, the challenge, too, is that you are buying so far ahead of when you're going to have it. Yeah, six months ahead. So there are times, and we talk about this with customers, too, like, we open the box and we're like, what What the hell? Or we must have had a fever. Or we we open it up and think, why didn't we buy Buy more? Ten of those. Yeah, like, true, true. So yeah. I think, or we hate something; mm-hmm. it goes on the floor, and, and inevitably it. it sells out in the right. day. And, the and we're we looking at each other like, here. "Really? <laughs> right?" So like, particularly, like, how, I yeah, love we the love dress that story. dress. Like, why is this dress? Still it's still here? here, and there's some really ugly things. That yeah, that we hate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Um, that's what it is. And then the other thing is, they have to be profitable. Right. I mean, we're I'm. You know, very strict about that. If mm-hmm. we're not making a profit from it, we have to be completely unemotional. Yeah, we love the line. There's, I, I probably dropped fifty to seventy-five lines out of this store that at one time or another we've carried, mm-hmm. and it just didn't sustain itself. So, do you feel like you have to train yourself to be detached from? Oh yeah, somewhat. Know, and what you can't like. go, the reps. You too. can't Sometimes go. We right. like the rep, and you so can't we buy go the all line, the way though, and because it's you really can't. Bad. I think you can't detach yourself completely though, because you can't sell. Yeah, you, you can have a whole everything. store full oh. of things that you don't like. True. Right. You have to enjoy it too. Right. True. Or you feel like you're selling I mean, and sometimes things that you don't believe in. You have to have some belief in what you're selling, right? Yeah, true. I mean, oh, I no, no, no. When I buy, my first question always is, would I buy that myself mm-hmm. and would I pay retail for it? Yeah. You know, what's the retail price of it? Would I buy that? Right. Because I think that everybody has, like, a limit in their head. Like, they'll only, mm-hmm. you know, they'll spend, you know, 350 the most for a sweater mm-hmm. or, you know, 345 for a pair of shoes. And here's the thing, as Katie and I have often discussed, we have often discussed, um, once you go over that line, like there was a pair of shoes we wanted that were $600. We've never even spent $600 for a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. We never could get the shoes, by the way. Yeah. But but once you for do that, store. Yeah. yeah, once you do that, you will do it again. Yeah. So you have to be careful you know when that, you like, your threshold right? keeps changing, right? Because mm-hmm. when I you're know. younger, like, I remember buying my first pair of Doc Martens. I thought those were 
so freaking the expensive. End off, I think they off. were ninety dollars. Yeah, you know? but I thought those were like a fortune. Well, your budget, yeah. Right, and now <laughs> I see a sneak a Gucci sneaker that's nine hundred dollars, and I'm like, hmm. maybe. So, what piece of clothing, right? Because you go through so many different pieces of clothing and different right. things. Right. What piece of clothing or art accessory, whatever, yeah. puts a smile on your face, like always uh, to this day, like. That we like that I own, or just in general, or that you've seen. Like, where's that one thing? Is like, wow, that okay. really made me. Happy. I think the Giada Forteja card coat is like my piece. Oh, like yeah, I will have this coat for the rest of that my life. Okay. Really, and it gorgeous. is like if I walk it's down the street in that coat, I get stopped the whole way from the bus to work. Wow, that is a special piece. I saw, I know it sounds really dramatic, but when I saw it, I got tears in my because it's so beautiful. Okay, that's so I know wrong so, on so many levels. I need like a cry when you see a coat. coat. Oh, you want to see the. I looked it up for you. Where's okay, your yeah, cell phone? Yeah. Just give me that. And what about um, you, Ricky? Oh, wow. What? Hard question. <laughs> I think, you know what? I'll give I you one more, too. The, I wear this ring all the time. This was my grandfather gave to my grandma, my mother. Mm-hmm. And I. this is really special. Remember the day I thought I lost? I was like, yeah. I might have to Well, go I don't think Papa gave it to me. I think, I you know, it was, it was just when I worked at the store. Yeah, but it was in the yeah. store, Yeah, it was right? in the store. It was yeah. for my, grandpa, my father's store. I love that. You love that ring. This I is your grandmother's ring. ring. Your grandmother's ring? No, no. It, <laughs> it was, was her, my It was my ring. It was oh. my ring. It was one of my But my grandfather's bands. store Let's was... See. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't so, fit you anymore, I think. Are you originally from no, it, New no, York? No, it doesn't. I know that's why you wow. gave it to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's why I anymore. own it. Oh. So wait, you're originally from but New York? But I don't York? wear that kind Cleveland. of jewelry Cleveland. anymore anyway. And your grandfather held his store. My grandfather My father had a fine gift and jewelry store in an old Woolworths. So that would give you an idea of how gigantic it was. It was fabulous. You said old Woolworths? In an old, oh God, you don't know what Woolworths is. She doesn't know what Woolworths is. My mom has mentioned it before, but I have no idea. It was like a five and dime store. Uh Oh, let's talk. Time to run. Shoot me. It's a five and dime. A Woolworths. It was like a, what was it called? She does it. W Woolworths. Wait, but Woolworths was They used to call Five and Dimes. Yeah, Five and Dimes, but it was Woolworths. also called something else. Woolworths? Called, yeah, no, Woolworths the was called... The Dime Store. The Dime Store. Yeah, yeah the, the Dime store. store. So they were gigantic, okay. and they had everything. It was like a Costco. Was it a Walmart? Oh, no, better. it was like a... Yeah, it was sort of like a Walmart, mm-hmm. but it yeah, always but nice had like, um, like a little this is the soda fountain bar with like 50 beautiful. seats, and... Oh, wow. And it had... Yeah, it had like... like that is a Costco. And, that is mean, Costco. had everything. It was great. I yeah, love they were Woolworths. they were everywhere. Wait, the dime store. Oh, I used to beg to go to the dime store. Really? The dime store was fun. Oh, wow. Of course, yeah, because you could get yeah, money like, goes farther. Candy, you had a gray and red sign. Stationery. Right, and store. Yeah, right, but it, but was, it was inexpensive, inexpensive stuff. Yeah, really. Inexpensive. It was there. They were gigantic. They were like you know ten thousand square feet. So, so that's wait. what my father's store. Mm-hmm. He had a small store, and then the Woolworths, Woolworths closed because right. they all started closing. So he. You know, lease that space mm. and moved his store. And it was in the there. kind of place where so, you wow. would go. It wasn't just jewelry. It would you would go no. to register for your wedding gift. Oh like yeah, your yeah. Crystal he had china and crystal and, and, crystal and so, like, silver and, and, and yeah, like everything oh, really. Figurines wow. right. and fine jewelry and yeah. flatware. They don't and, really have stores. No, like that and greeting cards either. and yeah. luggage right. and wow. pens. And, and pens, pens like and, yeah, instruments yeah, stuff. all that. So is that where you acquired your yeah, not so your I experience? There every Saturday. Yeah, okay. I worked there every Saturday. He was the best teacher ever. Yeah, the best teacher ever. Aww. And when he first started, he worked 
I think he was, you know, on this high school summer job, and mm-hmm. at a at a he sold at a, yeah at a jewelry store, yeah. and they had a, a pretty woman moment. You know, some woman came in and nobody, and she was just wearing plain clothes or whatever, and she yeah. wasn't wearing any jewelry, and nobody really paid any attention to her. Mm-hmm. The next day, she came back wearing every diamond she owned. My father was only like seventeen or eighteen years old. And of course, everyone in the whole store started flocking towards her. And she said, you know, yesterday I was here and you didn't wait on me. And I just came here to tell you today that that was a huge mistake. Right. And then she said, and I'll never come back here again. (laughs) So that really stuck with my dad, you know, and that was like one of the first things he told me too, is you never judge anyone the way they look. Like when I was a buyer at, I was a buyer at a big department store Mm -hmm. and people would come in wearing like sweats and walk out, you know, with $4,000 worth of clothes. Because why do you dress up? You're just coming to take your clothes off and try stuff on. So you don't need to get dressed up for that, you know? So I, you know, and one time this woman said to me, who was very plainly dressed, gave me, you know, it was around Christmas time, and like literally heaped clothes on me and took it all. They were gifts. Wow. And And the first thing she said to me is, I bet you didn't think that I was gonna buy anything. And I said, that's not true because I, don't make those kinds of judgments because why why would anyone dress up to go, come in to take their clothes off true, you know true. so i never make a judgment about anyone yeah. ever well thank you for that yeah, no, <laughs> we need more people like that well first of all buying clothes is not something you need to do there is not a single thing in this store that if you didn't own you couldn't live a happy life okay. what makes you want to keep a single day in doing this work Staying in the store, picking out clothes. You go first because I already know the answer. To, what you me. know your I know your answer to. What is it for you? Um well I know two answers for you. But um for me, I mean I like I love clothes like I love fashion. So for me I think a lot of it is I like the I like the work before the selling and my mom loves the selling. Like okay. I love I love picking everything out. I like making things look pretty. I like having it be coherent or cohesive mm-hmm. I like I love the space of our store I think it's super cool it is. um and then but the other big thing is like I don't feel like I mean even though we're here to make money because that's what you need to do when you own a business yeah. I think we're also like trying to have a create a community here too so mm-hmm. I think that that is kind of our biggest differentiator is that we like it's not atypical for you to walk in in the middle of the day and see like women having champagne and lunch and like they've never met each other but now they're like going out to dinner like mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of that and then the women that shop here are just not um you know these are all like really ambitious interesting women who have big careers and are doing big things and so to get to kind of facilitate what they look like while they do all those big things, I think is super exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any place I've, I've worked in retail my whole career too, and I don't, I've never worked anywhere where the customer base was as interesting. And so for me, because it's not, um, like the selling part is not my favorite part it's more my favorite part here than anywhere else because at least I'm talking to somebody who's really cool and interesting and isn't just like sitting at home yeah. or I can only imagine like, the conversations that happen here too 
Like, yeah, because sure there's some, right pretty, big, some pretty, pretty big hitting well, players, yeah. you know, <laughs> and in a city like this, which is well, so yeah, highly charged exactly. and exactly. Like, there's no lack of opinions in this building at any time. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And I like people who have strong opinions about mm-hmm. things. So yeah. that, I, I mean, I think my, I would say like my favorite part is our customers. Mm-hmm. I would also quote Teresa Heinz Perry oh, because I'm... women are not opinionated. We are well informed. Love it. Yes. Love it. Right? Yeah. So for me coming here, I always think when I'm not here that I'm going to miss a party because the women that come here are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're from our government, they're from nonprofit, they're from business, and they're, you know, a little older customer, 40 or over, so they've already either they're in the, the end of a very fabulous career, or they've retired, or... I mean, a couple or of examples. Just starting or they're just new. starting something Even new. Even though they've already incredible. done something awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, I, I love selling because I love putting people together and, and finding things like if they need a dress for their kid's wedding or something, you know, so we've accomplished something. Right. And also, it's really good to make money so you can pay your rent mm-hmm. and your staff. So, you know, you have to sell. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I just—I forgot what I was going to say about this one interesting thing. Well, you know, we just had the most fascinating clients, customers, friends. Mm-hmm. We also have a, a speaker series here that we do once a month, except in the summer. Oh, okay. And we've had some incredible women, like Rita Braver of CBS News and Gail Smith, who was the head of USAID for President Obama and now is the CEO and president of Bono's Charity wow. One. So she's, you know, really fascinating. And a woman, Pat Furlong, whose two boys died of... Um, muscular dystrophy and as of two months ago through the efforts of her and a great staff that she's put together they started infusing little boys with gene therapy and they're all doing really well and she may single-handedly with her group of doctors researching mus- muscular dystrophy make muscular dystrophy well, go Duchenne, away or Duchenne yes yeah. mm-hmm. so you know we that's the kind of amazing Population. people that mm-hmm. come in this store and we had Susan Sandberg of NPR and Anita Peter Dunn Hart. and we did have one gentleman Peter Hart mm-hmm. who is a pollster for American Express and Coca-Cola mm-hmm. and the Democratic Party and so we were you know talking to him about how far out did he know that um President Trump was going to win. I mean, it was a really interesting conversation. Yeah. And Katie does the interviewing, and she's really good. Oh, at the speaker series. Like, he was one of the speakers at the series. Yeah, he was our only gentleman. So we basically sit, we have dinner, and then Mm. a 45-minute interview, and then question and answer from the audience, too. But... They're you know, really I thought that's fun. like so much fun because I need to not just be you'll have to come not just because of the guests but also the audience is such a good audience. You know, yeah. it's like a really appreciative, yeah. interesting, and they ask good questions, smart yeah. audience. Yeah, they're so really it makes smart. Makes a big difference. And we've done fundraisers. We we loan our um, our space out for photo shoots. Yes, and thank you. We so gracious. Yes, and we did a fundraiser for and Senator um, Sherrod yeah. Brown of Ohio yes. and. Clubs, I mean, you figure the like the, club you figure DC. like 
I mean, you have the space you pay for at 27, you know, 24 seven. Mm -hmm. So it's always, I mean, even when I was in corporate retail too, it was like, we were always trying to figure out alter, especially after 2008, we were always trying to figure out how to use the space, not just for store hours because you're paying for it. And True. retail got a lot harder after the, you know, after 2008. So right, right, right. we like to have a lot of good events here too. Mm -hmm. Every July we have a swap where you can bring in, um, clothes that you no longer wear that are in really good condition that you bought from here and then um we price it for you know barely near nowhere near what someone paid for and so you can come in and buy it and have something you know if you couldn't afford a runholds yeah. jacket and always wanted one then the that's customer time gets to get it. it as a credit and then the customer gets sale. it as a credit to use in the store so it's a win-win she gets something yeah. new and someone else gets something that you know they For might next wanted purchase. and couldn't afford so love it yeah it's really it's really fun that sounds like and then we fun. also open our store every year as a deposit place for once upon a prom oh yeah and this lovely girl gives all these prom dresses to girls who couldn't afford it mm -hmm. so we from january till march we collect prom dresses or dressy dresses mm -hmm. and then she has 200 young darling girls come in and get a dress and they do alterations or they reimagine the dress mm -hmm. and so we love doing that so we like to and do we have tons of trunk shows. Oh yeah, we have tons, tons of them. So we probably what would you say like on average two a month? Yeah, probably yeah. about two a month. So that's where the designer, the rep from the designer, comes in and brings the next season. Sometimes immediate things, but a lot of times it's really to order off of the next season. So it almost acts as a preview. Okay. Um, but we have a couple that are kind of our yeah. like key big ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Ray's is the most unique because it's our, um, a London designer called Ray Harris, who's, I mean, he's our biggest selling. He's our line. biggest selling. Wow. Um, but he comes in and the Twice difference here. when he's here is that, you know, you could buy a dress from him that we have, but you could also have him when he's here, he'll measure you for that dress. He can change the neck on the dress. If you want the sleeve longer or shorter, he can yeah. do that. If you want the dress to your knee instead of the floor, if you want it in 60 colors. So you almost get to make a custom dress. I mean, you do, it's not even almost. You get to make a custom dress with him for the same price as the dress. And that's, you know, yeah. as it would be if you just bought it off the rack. Which that's pretty, that's I mean, neat. I think there used to be a lot of that, but there, that doesn't really exist anymore yeah, because yeah. I think with fast fashion coming yep. into play is just kind of wiped out a lot of that one-on-one -on -one work and mm -hmm. so it's cool. I mean I just that's probably one of my favorite I mean I love him so that helps but I love those days in the store so much because that's people are like ogling each other like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's so it's a, such a, like, such a party. it's a party and they're like oh my god you look I feel like everyone feels so beautiful during yeah. those days right. because they're like having the somebody who really understands seeing being like sewing and bod women's bodies mm -hmm. and just knows how to make anyone feel beautiful. In retail today, and you just wait for people to come in, mm -hmm. I no assure you, no one's coming. No. 
what can we do that's a little different that will get people here? Right. So obviously on the nights when we have a conversation series, people come in and shop before and after. Right. So we, you know, we don't do it just to be nice, you yeah. know, because it's, it's a too. business. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great way to bring people in because True. it's always such a great evening. Mm -hmm. But we give people, you know, it, you know, a lot of times when people are RSVPing for the first time, they want to know what the charge is. Well, there is no charge. And it does cost us into the thousands of dollars to do it. Right. Because we don't pay our guests, but we have to have someone come and help. We have to have it catered. Right. You know, we had, you know, we have to rent the chairs Alcohol. and get, you know, drinks. And, you know, so it's a lot of supplies and it's a lot of extra, extra stuff we need, you know. But, but we also do it because... We're going to get new customers. People bring guests, and it's a way of, you know, making your business better, and also a way of, again, making it a place where people feel there's a community. Mm -hmm. um, and that's well, what I've always the wanted. Smallest selfish way it entertains us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have to keep it interesting. For yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when we know that Peter Braver's coming, like that's pretty exciting. Like we're that's very like my excited. very favorite. She's a host on my very favorite show on television, so that was like so exciting. Yeah, that's like yeah. Katie was interviewing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Katie was interviewing a woman who's been interviewing every world leader and oh, wow. every person that you can imagine for the last thirty years. No pressure. And was a White House correspondent, so no pressure. Right, right. And she did a great job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, I had interviewed five people before her, so I was, yeah. I was very well practiced. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Go. It was so, fun. Do you record these, by the way? We don't. We, we really don't. should. You we should. should. I don't know that we would if like you be could. able to use them for anything yeah, except we for should. us. Because, Even yeah. just snippets. You know, I think part of I think part of why... So everyone who has done it when they're done is like oh that was so fun but I think a lot of it is because they're off the record I feel like they yeah. have to you know it's yeah. like they're in an environment very different than when they're, these are all people who have been interviewed a lot you know and in every major publication and on every TV show and, you know, so I think part of why they love it is yeah. that they it is more casual and they feel a little bit I don't even think a little bit I feel like they feel at ease to say whatever is yeah. on their mind. They always say yeah. afterward that they had such fun. a fun time. And, right. you know, some of them, you know, Susan Stamberg of NPR, she was like the first woman producer, right? Yeah. Executive producer and Rita Braver, certainly. And, and every a lot of single the, they're person. They're all groundbreaking people. Yeah, they're all really way. interesting. Yeah. Has broken some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like you are, you know, if you could take everything we've talked about? and put it into words. How do you feel like you're taking this living organism, this child of yours, and like you're giving it a personality? What would you call that personality? How would you describe that for your store? The thing is, I think women, everyone who shops here, even people who walk in and don't feel this way, I mean, I think people feel pretty empowered once they right, hear it. My mom always says this, and I think it's true. Like, you don't shop here if you don't want to be noticed in a room. Thank you for listening to As Told by Sherelle. For more weekly stories, please subscribe to my podcast.